Hello, everybody. It's not just me. (laughs) Welcome back to The Embrace. Welcome back to another ABBA-themed episode of The Embrace. Oh, the ABBA, the train of thought for ABBA starts again. (laughs) Sorry, I'll say that for a back chat. (laughs) It's been a minute. So we're gonna we want to try and you know get they some closure on this story. Or do they know that? They do know that. Oh, the the feed has that. the feed has been dark for some time, brother. We'll see. You guys know that. Alrighty, but we're up to episode six with the embrace. So with that, we'll get a recap. Yeah. Only I feel like we've been doing the embrace for like five hundred years. Since the dawn. in a good way. Since the dawn of the like millennia. Two very opposite ends. I was all like, we gotta be at least up to like episode three now. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Six, and I was like, oh damn. As you do, as you do. Alrighty, so with that, let's do a little recap. So last episode, Peter and Zena were sent off to their new mission together, uh, which was to investigate the swamp shantytown of Villington and locate the members of the Embrace that had seemingly gone missing. Upon investigating the town, while at the tavern, the duo met young Riley, or Rye as he has offered for you to call him for short. Uh, Rye told them of some interactions between uh, Sersha, and Benjamin, who was the like the main dock hand, like the boss. A few conversations and some investigating led the pair to Benjamin's front door. And a rough interaction, mainly between Zena and Benjamin, led them to instead try again the following morning. That following interaction was tense, to say the least, and Zena, in her anger, was not pleased with Benjamin's answers uh, and thus began to freeze over the crops that the local reapers were harvesting Harvesting, yeah, that's the word. Jesus. Uh, Peter, making an attempt to grapple Zena and then failing, began to berate her. And in this argument, Zena was struck across the jaw by Benjamin, who in his rage made a threat which seemingly might have tied back to the original Embrace members. Both Peter and Zena went their separate ways, Peter back to Riley's and Zena back to her rented room. But late into the evening, Zena was awakened by the sound of two large people kicking in her door and rushing her. And that's where we're picking up now. Peter, you are jostled awake as Riley steps back through the door. Uh, and it creaks just that little bit too loud. You know, they're not pristine. Homes. It's just it's later that day. Like, this, I this, is like, this is nighttime. So I'd now. like gone home from wherever that encounter was and then just gone back to his house and just obviously like passed out. Yep. Okay. And you find as you're, you're like... You're like and your eyes focus back together, you look, and he's got that, like, comically pained expression on his face. He's, like, <laughs> trying to shut the door. He's, like, hey. Huh? Sorry. Sorry, Pete. That was a bit loud, huh? No, it's, that's okay. It's your house. Barely. I was going to lie back down. <laughs> Not going back to sleep, but it's, like, mm-hmm. Like that, it's, like, where you can't sleep, but, like, you just lay there. I mean, like, I was definitely asleep, but I'm less, like, Hey, I should probably um, deal with what the day has given me. Definitely. But you find as um, as young Riley hobbles over with his prosthetic leg and he slides one of the chairs across the floor and sits across from you as you like just lay down on your, on your uh, wrap sack, on your bedroll. Um, he sits down and he's like rubbing like the thigh above the prosthetic and he goes, mm-hmm. So, uh, I... Uh, Heard your interaction with Benjamin did not go according to plan. As far as what um the boys were talking about. Heard about that, huh? Yeah, you know, it's not every day that some of your crops just begin to freeze over. <laughs> oh, God. Nothing bad happened. I, I really didn't stick around that long. Anything bad happen afterwards? 
Well, I I did hear that Benjamin kind of uh, made a bit of a, a ruckus, you know, cussing out your your friend there. And I don't really care about Benjamin. Are the other Reapers okay? Are the crops all right? I know you guys really depend on that to live. Uh, you know, a, a couple probably won't have the shelf life that they need, but we make do with everything. We use what we can, so that's that won't be a problem. We'll make we'll make it work. Thanks for caring, though. I, I mean, the, the least I can do, technically, it was it was my fault. How 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 is that your fault? I mean, I should have known that that was gonna happen. I should have, I should have stopped it before it even happened. I, I should have found a, a different solution. Xena, it shouldn't have gone that far. You finally like runs his hand through his hair. He's like, "Well, look, between you and me, while I agree." She probably shouldn't have gone shooting off her... And he, like, waves his hand across, like, magic. But I can get the frustrations. You know, at the end of the day, you guys are here to do a job. And, you know... Well, that job shouldn't come at the expense of innocent people's lives or or their, their living. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's just something we have to live with now. Do you have any idea where she went? Uh, there was... Some guy say she cast some sort of spell and, like, turned into a big uh, puff of smoke and kind of, like, floated away. And it was like... <laughs> it was like a whole... Ominous. It was like a whole thing. But uh, no one's actually seen her as far as... What time is it? How long has it been? Do you, do you, like, have a peek and it's, like, you're having a look at it. It's, like, nighttime. Uh-huh. Like, you're... Because you remember, you came home, head-butted the beam until your head split open. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and um, <laughs> then you just passed out. Great. So I was like, Good job. Great good. job, Peter. Thanks, mate. <laughs> That's freaking sweet. <laughs> freaking sweet, Lois. <laughs> freaking sweet, you know? <laughs> Peter. God, you're a paladin of the Holy Order. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's like Peter. You can't marry Zena. <laughs> <laughs> Peter. Jesus, Mister Zena Smith. <laughs> I won't have it. <laughs> Back to your coffers. <laughs> That's crack up. Um, it's probably you're looking like maybe eight thirty nine ish, like nighttime. Damn. Not late enough that it'd be, like, ridiculous if you were out on the street, hmm. but late enough that, like, they've definitely finished work and people are either drinking or eating. Okay. Um, look, I might um, head to the local tavern and get a bite to eat and ask around, see if I can find anything out about Xena. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you need me to, like, run and ask questions, or do you want me to find anything? No, or? no. You look, you've... You've done plenty just by letting me sleep here. Um, you uh, rest up, and I'm just gonna, you know, just gather my stuff and just like leave. Cool. Uh, he says goodbye as you leave, and you break out to walk up the gangway mm-hmm. towards the tavern to ask questions. Okay, I'm gonna put that little map out. Oh. 
That's where you guys, that's the boat as you come in, uh, this is Tavern there. Right, so Riley lives around here. Mm -hmm. Tavern's there, Xenia, you're renting the inn, which is one of these guys here. For future reference. Ah, the Rusty Clan. <laughs> <laughs> the Rusty Ook. <laughs> the Rusty Ook. Welcome to Sea Shanties, what can I get you? <laughs> Alrighty, so Peter, you gather all your stuff, uniform, sands, your symbol on your shoulder and you've got your um i believe you have a halberd now is that what it is? i do have a halberd a halberd um his name is henry <laughs> let's go henry i talked to him as if he's inanimate xena i mean animated jesus <laughs> sorry brain box you have work. a split second to do something before this turns into a full-blown fight as the front door has been kicked in and these two large cloaked humanoids rush you what do you want to do um you got a solid five seconds what are you doing five seconds um what about she's kill <laughs> she's just gonna shout the word hater and she's gonna cast arms of hater okay what's arms of hater um, i've fucking heard of that before <laughs> <laughs> um so as they rush her and they come within 10 feet of her yep um uh, essentially they're going to need to make a strength saving throw oh fuck <laughs> um and it's 14. Only one makes it. Only one makes it? Okay, let's roll for Dumbledore. Okay, so that comes to a total of 22 necrotic damage for the one who didn't make the save, and 11 for the one who did make the save. <laughs> so, read me the language. What's Arms of Hate are? Like, does it say, like, how it comes out? Yeah. What's it look like? Um, so, it goes, you speak a one-word command to... Oh, wait, no. I've got... I've opened up command. Um, you invoke the power of Hate of Dark Hunger. Tendrils of dark energy erupt from you and battle all creatures within 10 feet of you. Each creature within that area must make a strength saving throw. Um, on a failed save, the target takes 5d6 um, necrotic damage. Whoa! Because um, I've upcasted it. Um, Dang. Uh, and can't take reactions until its next turn. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage but suffers no other effects. So. Basically. It's, it's not, how, how does it look like? So obviously it's like I'm, I kind of, it's like black tentacles basically. Um, how does it look like for Xena when she casts it? So like, do you like open a portal or is it like they just come off your body? Like what happens? Yeah, it's, it's, kind of like she utters the name of Hadar, um, and it comes from behind her. It's almost like it's opened up on her back and they reach around from her and just start flailing these like dark black tendrils. Nah, okay. So as these, it's like that thing where like you're stuck in a moment where you know something's about to go tits up and you're like, okay, this is fight time. In that split second where it starts to slow down and like basically go slow motion and you say the words you say the word hater and you feel like this creeping sensation up your back as you realize it's not like a person or like it is an entity in a sense but your own shadow has expanded and from the from within you via your shadows like some sort of doorway these large black tendrils slip out and not unlike a predatory creature that like hones in on its on its enemies they come out over you and then lay on the floor and slide straight through and you watch as they grab these two thugs basically if i have heard a term by the ankles and proceed to batter them within this tiny like three by three room that you've rented out 
you watch as they go up and one of them gets slammed and the windows shatter. One of them gets lifted up onto the lanterns. The lanterns shatter. They're thrown against the wall and you start hearing cracking. You're like, oh man, I'm tearing this place apart. And you realize that it's not the cracking of the wall, but it's the cracking of their bones as they start to get folded. And you realize that midway through the second or third attack, one of them has just basically been twisted into a knot. And one of them gets folded over a table and just breaks clean in half. And then eventually there's just a... As both of them just drop dead, the, the tentacles oh. go back into your body. You smoked them both. They're, they're just normal guys. Like, I then shouldn't they were, have casted that so high. Oh. Wrong with perception check. Shit. Shit, 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 shit. That's a 16. You can hear voices from the people downstairs that um, obviously own the building where people can rent the rooms out and they have heard this absolute commotion and they are more than likely on their way out to come hear what's happening. Um, fuck. Um, you, you stirred a hornet's nest on this one. Fuck. I thought they were good. I pooed myself. I thought they were going to be tougher than that. Um... <laughs> I'm going to... Marcus is shaking. <laughs> Shit. I expected nothing less. I thought this was going to be... I um, thought I was doing you a courtesy by giving you a split segment. In reality, I've just, like... I've just sent two men to their deaths. Um... Uh... She's probably going to be in too much shock. Like, she's actually standing there... Not real... Like, it's pretty much she is mimicking how I am. Like, she didn't think that that was going to uh, kill them. Be so effective. <laughs> uh, yeah, be so effective. Um, they were just looking oh, for... Oh, gee, the... I wonder what happens when I summon an eldritch beast to find my battles for me. <laughs> they were just looking for rent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, They're like, excuse me, they couldn't wake you up. So like, excuse me, they just opened the door a little bit too rough. Parker, <laughs> I need your rent. <laughs> um, with the 16th perception, can she hear how many footsteps are coming up? Not immediately right now. They haven't started, but you can hear voices. Like, people are shouting, like, what the fuck is that? She's booking it. She's just picking up some of her more valuable items, and she's booking it. She's getting the fuck out of it. I would definitely say, you're 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 a lot smarter. Like, I think you'd have everything basically prepped. Like, your grimoires yeah. are on their, they're on the straps for, like, your, your brace and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so you just book it, like, straight out the front door, down the steps, onto the gangway? Yeah. Where are you going? Um... To go and blend in, and the closest place to do that is the tavern. <laughs> okay. So you run, and you get down the stairs, and as you start looking to like back behind you, as you're going, you start seeing as people are coming out from the two little units next to them, and the people on the bottom floor, and they're starting to come up and have a look at what's going. And you can see like where there's like shattered windows. The light that was cast from inside your room is dim because the lantern got shattered and all that sort of stuff. Um, You've left a Why massacre. are you acting like that's the, the worst thing you've done in the last 24 hours in game? Because I did... That's... She didn't intend to kill them, though. You that's almost, not... You almost killed some villagers just <laughs> trying to earn their, like, way through life. I didn't nearly kill them. Okay. Peter, okay, buddy. You ever heard of the Ice Age? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing survived that. Uh, perception. Perception. Oh, God. My perception's horrible. Six. Six? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, fireworks is already yeah. <laughs> So, right, 
So you make it to the tavern and you can hear like the typical jeerings and raucous behavior, you know, guys getting off shift and getting on the drink and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. When you walk in, it's not even something that you have to like attempt to perceive because it's very obvious. But when you walk in like, a, you know, a guy of your stature and size anyway, um, commands a lot of eyes when you walk into the room, mm. but you instantly feel like the, the crushing weight of glares as a lot of people recognize who you are from the previous iteration earlier in the day. Mm. They don't, it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything that goes off the rocker and, you know, you're going to get into a fist fight, maybe. But right now, they kind of just look at you, acknowledge that you're here, but then just go back to their own business mm-hmm. at this point. And then there's, obviously, and there's the big, you know, the big round ball bartender from earlier. Mm. Who's like, look at the glass. That's about it right now. There's a few people there. Excellent. Um, I'll go to the bar. I'm definitely a bit hungry. Um was it Rye? Riley? Riley's the young fella. Yeah. Yep. Obviously didn't have anything to eat in his house. <laughs> I'm sure it's like... Well, nothing that you you know how to cook. <laughs> clam pate <laughs> on bamboo thickets. <laughs> well, he, he made that... Um, I don't want to call it a fish stew because that implies that it's jambalaya. actually a fish. Yeah it's, like, yeah, it's like some sort of weird jambalaya concoction, but you don't know how to make it. Uh, I'll get some, in quotations, proper food <laughs> from the tavern. You go up to the uh, the big bartender who are two large men meeting each other's gaze. Mm. What can I do for you? Mm. <laughs> um, just uh, something to eat, please. And uh, just uh, a water. Mm. <laughs> puts, the, puts the mug down. That The mug's even drying. And uh, walks out the back of like a small doorway. And in about... Five or ten minutes, he, um, he brings you out some like smoked meats and stuff that they have there. Ooh. And um, thankfully, clean water. <laughs> Water's hard to get. I'll say it costs you like seven copper pieces. I get enough for that. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Um, and you basically sit there and just at this point, you're just at the bar nibbling away, drinking your big <laughs> cup of water. Perfect. That is all. That is all? Yeah, I, you know, I guess I'll... I'll look around the bar. Can I see Xena at all? No, not immediately. Okay. Not immediately? At second glance? <laughs> <laughs> not no, immediately? Not immediately. <laughs> no, she's not there. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I guess if the story's sticking with me right now... Um, I'm just thinking if there's anything else you want to do before we move it along. No, not right now. No, I'll just chill out. If I can't see Xena immediately... Um, I'll wait a little bit to eat. Okay. Gain my strength. Speaking of which, you, Xena, haggardly find yourself coming up on the door of the tavern. She's left her coat behind, like her big embrace coat. Oh, like the over jacket. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, fit doesn't drip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Uh, her embrace memorabilia also she hasn't taken with her because that's like on the it's 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 the pauldron that itself yeah. is over the jacket so if you basically just go on like with everything by your jacket you kind of just look like a very yeah weird steampunky goth wizard type um, <laughs> why are you explaining Sky in real life <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um is it also like fair to say like uh, re- retrospectively I 
I was kind of thinking that she might have taken like a small like uh, what are they like the things you have on the end of your bed that are like cloths that just kind of sit there um, like to just sort of drape around her face. Maybe. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called. I, I would just say called. a piece of linen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we'll just go with that. Oh, yeah, sure. Because she knows that um, she's not anybody's favorite at the moment, so. Um, Give me a slight of hand check yeah, just to see okay. how good um how good you can make this piece of um like potato sack brown linen look as far as a hood that obviously doesn't match the colors of all your other clothing. What'd you get? It's a seven. Yeah, it doesn't look good, honey. <laughs> yeah, you you kind of just take it and just gone around your <laughs> face and just like pray. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, she's going to kind of like uh, very haphazardly try and quietly enter um, and just make her way straight to the bar. Make stealth check. Oh my god. Oh, 21. Yeah, you um as you go to enter the door, there's a split second where you see um two young disorderly gentlemen some youths uh push the the door open and you quickly as it is like you just go whoop and just slip your way in and just keep your head down and you kind of like hug the corner a little bit. But from when you enter the door and you make a quick scan perception of the room, you see the hulking form of the one person that could probably help you right now at the bar having dinner. Well, the one person that can help me right now is probably not the best way to phrase it. Uh, Jesus? <laughs> Jesus I mean, saves. If you'll lend a hand. Um, Jesus is a level 20 paladin, bro. He can do anything. She is just going to go straight to the bar, up to the barkeep. Um, and just sort of, she'll be like tapping her fingers very anxiously, just waiting for the barkeep to make eye contact with her. You know, he's there. Yeah, she's... <laughs> oh, she knows! <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> like, come on, like, the guy who lets out one syllable a sentence. <laughs> Have I noticed her at all yet? Oh, definitely. Passively. Oh, very cool. But Excellent. You... I ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> but you said it's happening, and he's like... <laughs> turns around like bends down and sees you and help you um do you know who I can speak to um about um uh catching a, a ride or a boat out of here you have to go to the dock the one you came in on and you ring the bell and I ring the bell you remember that there was the bells yeah that's that's um it's basically that he obviously that that weird gentleman. If you ring the bell, he just comes from wherever he is and just comes and gets you. That's his thing. Okay. Um. Thank you. Um. Do you have anything to go? Anything that's um will last? Not something like. Do you have any like rations or anything I can get? Looks to Peter eating the smoked meats. He's like, we have smoked meat. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take some of that. And he disappears around the corner. 
And there's like a couple of seconds. You can hear some shuffling over the raucous, uh, merrymaking laughter of the people in the tavern. And then eventually he comes back and he's got, um, he's kind of got him in like, um, like the little cloth, like the little leather straps, like tie him up. I don't know how long it'll last, but you can take that. <laughs> he drops <laughs> on the counter. That'll be five copper, please. Uh, five copper. Yep, yep, I've got five copper. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, here. And she gives him a silver. Just keep the change. Thank you. Um, she's gonna pick that up, shove a couple of pieces in her mouth, and she's gonna turn on her heel and go. Just before she leaves. Yep. Like just before she's about to leave the door, I just like to say very loudly out loud, without turning around. Try not to kill any villagers. And then I'm gonna kind of like this. <laughs> like. There is a stone cold silence that kind of slips over for a second as there's like everyone heard it and obviously everyone in the village knows about it. Like mm-hmm. well a lot of people heard about it. And there's just that awkward silence to hear that like one guy in the corner is like <coughs> <laughs> and he's like <sighs> one guy gets his gets his mug and just takes an uncomfortably long swig like Um, so how about that harvest <laughs> like, it kind of like goes back to normal but like a bit duller than before um Zena's gonna just stop before the door <laughs> um she'll stand there for a moment and she thinks about it she really thinks about it and then she just leaves ooh okay and she's just going to go um, straight to the dock. Mm-hmm. She's not going to ring the bell straight away. She's going to sit there for a bit yep. and eat her food and just try to calm down and assess the situation just to make sure that um, nobody else is kind of following her or approaching her or anything like that. Make a perception check, Gamble. That is a 13. As you move up the dockway, roll for it. What, is, what was that? What did you roll for it? 13. Okay. Um, as you move up the dock, you are confident being that it's a very long stretch of dock as per the map you look obviously it's a bit tricky as distance goes on like obviously with not the natural light and all that sort of stuff it's a bit tricky but you're pretty confident that you're alone and you just sit you know legs dangling over the gangway just nibbling on that little bit of food you know the bell just sitting on the post there waiting the fireflies are out again making that like secondary star blanket within this it's like it's like a an environment within an environment in this biome it truly is unique it's very beautiful 
And it'd probably be more so if it wasn't such a tense situation you found yourself in. Can I just, while mm-hmm. she's sitting there... Um, I'm just going to... She's going to quietly... Uh, her hands kind of glow like a, a light blue and she just washes them over her face and over her hair and she casts Sanctuary on Right. So what's Sanctuary do? Uh, basically what happens is that if um, anyone who tries to like uh, attack her um, with a harmful spell or like any attack mm-hmm. needs to make a wisdom saving throw. That's right. And if they... F- and if they fail it, the, they must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. That's right. Um, and then, essentially, the plan is, is that once she's finished eating, um, she's going to get up and ring the bell. Okay. What are you doing, Peter? Hmm? Nothing. Chill. Chill. Same as always. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have that like soft blue glow and you like, and you, you feel it go over you and it's like, it's like a warm, a warm embrace from like your dad, from Nicholas. Oh, bless. But there's also that weird feeling of, man, what's happening here just doesn't feel good. You finish eating and you keep away. I'm not going to say you're eating the whole thing. You keep away what you've got left. And you go to ring the bell. You was it? Yeah. Yep. Bing! And you hear the sound go out over the water. And you remember from the day before that that gentleman, uh, he'll be here in a couple of minutes. So in the meantime, you're just sitting and hanging tight as you hear the insects, you know, like cicadas and all that sort of stuff. What, what's the thinking right now as you wait for the ferryman to come get you? She's kind of just like rehashing her, her place in the embrace, I guess. Her whole approach that she went for was essentially the fact that her people had gone missing. They weren't getting any answers. She tried to put the pressure on to almost kind of like elicit, I guess, a a reaction from someone where they would let it spill where they were or someone would feel forced into a corner where they have to reveal where those missing members are. Um, and it just didn't work. It just did not work. And she's just really disappointed in herself that she tried to do the, the hard elbow approach and she's just saying that I should have just done it the way I used to do things, even though she felt like she wasn't going to get anywhere with the approach that she normally had, like she wasn't going to be able to climb the embrace. Stepping sideways is certainly a damn sight better than stepping backwards. And she felt like with this new approach she tried to take, it was stepping backwards. Um, She's thinking about all of her insecurities that led her to react this way and how it just 
end up being a clusterfuck and she's basically thinking about when Peter had ripped off his his sort of em- embrace symbolism and she's starting to think that that's a pretty good idea. She's not really liking where the embrace has taken her and where she's taken herself inside of the embrace. So um, pretty much any last embellishment she might have of the embrace, she's just going to remove. Um, and she's going to sit there, think about what happened, think about what happened in her little inn that she was staying in because she did not want that to happen. That's that's still very much at the forefront of her mind. She didn't expect in a moment of trying to defend herself that she was just going to absolutely corkscrew two guys um, and she's just had enough. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be perceived in this light. She doesn't want to continue like this. And she's very sad. So you sit there in the the aftermath of the last two days, and you just wait. You're like I'm out, and you just wait because you know once you get on that boat and you get across the swamp lane onto the main lane, you can just figure it out when you get there. You just see what happens. Peter, as you leave the tavern, mm-hmm. you make a perception check for him, actually. And I'll say with advantage, too, because you're on a mission, so. I'm going to turn the volume down. Uh, <laughs> uh, 18. Sorry. When you walk out the door, going to do what it is you're doing, you, you start hearing, like, commotion. And you look down what would be your left mm-hmm. towards uh, some side buildings. And you notice that there is a... What's the word? Uh, like a, a grouping of people. And it seems like there's been like some sort of big commotion on the top floor of this building. It is a way away though. So if you wanted to investigate, you'd have to, you'd have to break off. But at this point in time, you are currently unnoticed. And you're free to do what it is you're doing. I want to continue doing what I was doing. Okay. At that. Yeah. I'm happy to roll for it again. I was I was going to say, at that distance, I don't think you'd have to. I don't think you'd have to. No, you'd be fine. Okay. You'd be fine right now. Uh, if you plan to move, though, you will have to make a check for it. Okay. Am I able to see what's going on, though, in that situation? Uh, at the at the house or where you were originally going? Where I was originally going. Uh with that perception check? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Just How far do you reckon I am? Be a solid 80, 90 feet. Okay, all right. It's a straight line, though, so you can see. All right. This is so hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard to do that, giving it away. Sorry, let me, write a, let me write a message. <laughs> I was going to say, use your telecommunications device. Uh, use your telecommunications device. But while you do that, and you are, you can see what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xena, you eventually, yes, yes, you okay. could. Um, you, it's that thing again where you see the water moving before you see the boat in the distance. You see the, as it begins to ripple and eventually you see the elongated ferry boat 
and the gentleman on top of it. I actually can't remember if I gave his name last time, so I'm just going to call him the ferryman because I can't remember. Gil. No, he's uh, he, on paper. His name's Charlie. <laughs> but you see, as um, he sees you as he's coming up, he's like. Well, hello, my lady. Leaving so soon. Oh, that's fuck, a, I this guy's that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make you hella uncomfortable. Oh boy. Mind you, he's yelling this out from like fifty feet away. <laughs> oh, she's uh, she's she's not yelling back. Then she kind of like stands there and goes, like an awkward thumbs up. He <laughs> finally looks and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and just continues to like slow and he's so, it's so nonchalant too he's just like like he pushes so slowly he does uh, no urgency she's like, like tapping her foot and like fiddling with her garb like she can't get out of here fast enough stealthily or not stealthily not okay as you start to become very jittery and you just like, it's it's like the you know the the idol Sonic animation from the Sega where he's like, like, like she's looking at a sundial on her wrist like come on tap man. Your foot. <laughs> yeah, tap <your> foot. <laughs> you hear heavy set feet coming behind you not rushing just that's <laughs> the, the, the dog, the dog yeah. the dog's screaming out in agony <laughs> and you turn and there is strong you should give her a chance to attack <laughs> untempted I don't think she would at this point. Look how bad it went last time. <laughs> oh, it's me. I didn't let him finish his sentence. <laughs> it's me walking down the dock. <laughs> I think she got it, bro. Um, how how far away would you be at this point? I'd say solid forty feet. Um, especially gonna... not making a stealth check. Uh, she's gonna turn. See Peter. Just kind of like go. She's gonna turn back around and keep, and she's like standing like right at the edge of the dock. In fact, her like the her like, toes are over the yeah, edge. Her toes are over the edge. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> like Jumps that. in. It's like fucking knee high. Just standing. <laughs> do a flip. Um. No, Peter will kind of like yell out to her. Um. Yeah. You know, I've never known you to give up that easy. This easy. You're just gonna leave? Just like that? With her, like, back face to you, you kind of see her, like, her head goes back a bit and she's doing one of those, like... And she'll kind of look over her shoulder back to you. What's the alternative? What is the alternative? At least come here for the reason we came here. We came to do a job. We came to, to help people. I know it's not the way you planned it to be, but I came here trying to do a job too. It didn't seem like it. You didn't, you didn't do a job. Like, who the hell were you back there? I've S known you for this long, and look, I know that it's been a while since we worked together, but... How could you have changed so much that you're you're going against some some pretty strong core beliefs that I feel like most people are just born with? I don't think that's necessarily something you learned and forgotten. I think that's just um I don't know. Did you you don't have empathy? I don't I don't even know what word. 
What do you want from me? What do you want? Some long-winded explanation. What What do you want from me? Look, it doesn't have to be long-winded, but I just want to understand what's happening with you. What the hell is happening with you? You know, you used to be someone that I wanted to be like. Look, when I first joined the Embrace, look, I was just doing it so I could... It's, it's a status symbol. I'll be honest. Joining the Embrace was the easiest way to become successful, earn a name for myself, earn a name for my family, and make some money along the way. Hey, well, no one's angry at that. But then I really started enjoying what I was doing because I was doing it with you. And I was enjoying, I mean, not just the benefits of being in the embrace, but just the, the benefits of knowing you. I was learning so much. I was learning how to be a better person. And I really wanted to learn as much as I could from you. But now I'm just wondering if that's a big mistake. If who I was trying to emulate my entire adult life is... Is, is someone I don't even know. Try to be like me. Peter, that day when we got pulled up, that day when we got our names dragged through the mud and you, you tried to take that all on yourself. Peter, why would, why would you want to be anything like that old me. I, I was told that my father's one and only daughter was a failure. That's what she said to me. So I pulled up my breeches. I tried to be everything I wasn't in hopes that, that I wouldn't be that failure. I Look, you know what the problem is with being judged by everyone in the embrace is they're judging you based on your father. You're a failure in comparison to him, in how great he was, in his accomplishments, or what he's been able to do. In comparison to your dad, you're a disappointment. But to me, you were always my hero. I don't think how... I, I don't think you understand how important you are to me. I mean, you still are to me. I don't know, things are just different. You were never a disappointment to me. And now I'm just, I'm wondering if what I did back there in the courtroom was the right thing to do. Whether I should have just stayed quiet and, I don't know, let you take the blame or let you get a lashing. Maybe it would have changed how you would have turned out today. I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I don't know what I'm doing, Peter. It just seems like no matter how I approach it, what way I go around it, it's just... It's always wrong. It's always wrong. Look, you've lost who you are. I think you're... You're looking at your life. You're looking at everything you're doing. The comp I don't know if you're looking at it upside down, backwards, sideways. I don't, I don't understand. You used to be so set in, in just some core values. You used to, used to think and and use your mind and think about 
people and saving people and places and you're reading all these books. I, I doubt they're publishing books that are teaching you how to be so heavy-handed and hot-headed. I don't understand what's happening to you. I don't understand either. I don't understand either. I try to do things by the book. I get told I'm playing it too safe. I try to save the people. I get told I'm being brash. I try to put my boot on someone's neck. I get told I'm being an oppressor. What route can I take where at least someone ends up being happy? Look, I don't know. Okay. And how am I meant to help people? Because it's you! It's you! Just, I don't know, maybe this whole embrace thing is getting to your head too much and, and you're thinking that you're the embrace. I think before you joined the embrace, I think you should have figured out who you were first. I think you should have stopped, I don't know, comparing yourself to your family. I don't know. Trying to be the the daughter your, your mom and your dad always wanted you to be. Wanting to be the embrace member the embrace always wanted you to be. Trying to be the hero that people always wanted you to be. I think you need to figure out who Xena was. So instead of letting the embrace pick for you, you picked for them. And I think right now it's too late. I don't think there's any coming back. Like, I don't know. Just all I know is that I'm staying here and I'm going to find out what happened. I'm going to go back and then I'm going to tell him that I'm done. I'm sure you're done too, but at least I'm going to go back with some semblance of what I was. Don't drown. I'm going to walk away. As he says, don't drown. It's probably about the time where the ferryman turns the boat up sideways. As Peter walks away, I would think, unless I'm wrong and feel free to interject, you basically stand between your two options. Leave and face the repercussions of your failure and what is to come should you go home. Or stay with Peter and attempt to put this to rest and then find out afterwards what's going to happen. See, the problem is, is that in character, especially after that talk, Xena realistically would be getting on that boat, but I don't want to, like, split the party up, so per se. Um... That that talk that Pia gave her definitely, like, in-character-wise, cemented her decision to leave. Honestly, what do you think she'd do? At this point in time, she definitely probably would leave. That would That's the more heavy-weighted option in her mind.
so as you step forward, um, the ferryman notices that there's some sort of weird, very, you know, like he definitely would have heard the yelling of mm. that conversation. Yeah. And I don't think you wanted to pry too much, but you find as you go to step very politely, but not in his extremely over-jogger manner, he does actually extend a hand to help you step into the boat. And you find he doesn't speak. But he kind of whispers, he goes, I'll get you out of here in good time, my lady. And pushes you off the dock as you begin to move through. Now we will cut back to Peter as he moves back towards the centre. Well, not the centre, but the main plank way of, the main gangway of town. Leaving your friend to make the decision, do you look back? Like, do you look back at her? Oh, do I look back? Are you giving me an option? Yeah. Do you look back at her to see what Um, what decision she made? Yeah, definitely. Like, I I expected her to leave. And I think through my my talk, I definitely was encouraging her to leave. Um, But there's always, like, that glint of, like, almost, like, hope, you know. So I will, you know, as I get to the top of the pier, at least look back to see if I can kind of see the the lantern on his little kayak. Like, if I can see it fade into the distance or if I can still see, like, a shadow in the way. As you turn back, as you're walking away, Xena is gone and the lantern on his boat fades into the distance and becomes absorbed by the, the like, the fog and the lights of the fireflies and all that sort of stuff. As you... Continue back into town. So what are you going to do now? Well, I do remember seeing that big um, ruckus and raucous. Um, like there were some people gathering around. Yeah. Um, which is definitely like odd. So I guess I'll go um, see what that was all about. We can do that. So you move through and you know, you stiffen up a little bit like, okay. And you walk through and you shuffle through a couple of crowds of people. Not everyone now in the crowd that has gotten bigger. Not everyone is there like trying to do something. But obviously, you know, it's a pretty small town. So people are going to mm-hmm. be looking and having a glance. And, you know, you kind of wade through some people. And you hear some chat. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe what's happened. And this and that. And as you get up, you see as there are a small uh, handful of people up the stairs of this two-story building. Um, you can't tell. It, like, it looks like a house. But from you can't tell if it's like you know, one level's one and one's the other or what's going on. Um, roll a general perception check for me to see if you can pick up any conversations going around. Seven. Okay. So with seven, as you listen, there's just, it's a lot of people, what's the term? When they're like, they're like just coining theories about what's happened. Mm-hmm. But in time, as you watch, you see that the people upstairs in about, it probably be about maybe 15 minutes after you got there as you kind of hang around like just trying to look over and have a gander you see two mangled bodies get brought out like mangled one dude kind of one of them kind of looks normal a big burly humanoid dude um but as they go to get down the stairs you see one of them fumbles and he literally just folds in the middle like he's completely like just what was Jesus in the middle holding him together is completely gone mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. see him bring out the other body and you're like oh that's kind of weird and then you realize that the top half's facing one way and the legs are facing the other mm-hmm. and this this 
person's just been twisted like a champagne cork. It's bad. Uh, windows are broken out. It's mm-hmm. very dim light. And you hear a lot of people yelling. And I'd love to hear some of like the locals like talking about it, like what they thought it was. Uh, I heard it was the croc man, half man, half croc. <laughs> you definitely born hear. to a mother who's a human and a father who's an alligator, born in incest. <laughs> they were brother and sister as well. Oh, he's been tormenting us for years. You definitely hear. Some... I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you definitely hear some where they're like. I, I'm telling you, it's the crops in the water. They're changing the animals. <laughs> Everything's getting mutated. Young lady with her with a young boy, uh, like walking past, like trying to have a look at the commotion. He's like, "Mother, what has happened? Why is that man folding it half?" <laughs> it's um, it's just a sign. Mm. But in your waiting around, trying to glean some information, you hear. Oh, like a ruckus coming up. So on the map, coming from this way. Mm-hmm. And it's Benjamin. And he's kicking up a bit of a stink. And he's looking up. What happened here? And he's going to make a perception check. Well, if he's the one who sent those goons, honestly, he serves him right. Well, you'll never know. Me, I always the stats. I keep forgetting stuff. My goodness. Okay. He looks around and begins moving towards the building to have a look, and you seemingly, seemingly he doesn't notice you. Okay. Straight away, you're not the center of his focus. <laughs> I'm just seven foot tall, <laughs> just in the middle of a crowd. Well, look, you rolled a 10 on his perception check. Oh, he, like, actively on a 10, he's, he's kind of just kind of figure out what's he's going like, on. He's like, oh, this must be a child standing on an apple box. Yeah, that's a big kid. <laughs> but um, he runs off and he's um, one of like one of his like goons with him, like like obviously like one of his boys runs off and you find he starts, you can't hear it straight away, but you find he starts interrogating people that are lifting the bodies down. But uh, do I notice that it's one of his boys like talking to the... No, it's just it's just him with one of his fellas with him. Mm. Ah. But you see that he's interacting with one of the people that are bringing down the bodies. Benjamin is the guy. Yeah, is. Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. okay. And um, but you can't hear what they're saying yeah. over like all the commotion. But you see like he's talking and like pointing and mm. stuff, and something's happening. But that's what you get right now. Hmm. Interesting. Um. You know what? Fuck. I'm just gonna go up to him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's just, I, I get worried whenever you guys do something that involves antagonizing a person. Okay. Um, I'm just going to walk up and I'm going to be like... As the axis of his gravity shifts as you step up to him with purpose, but never... No, he turns around, looks, and it was like, like you and him were like kind of similar, mm. big burly dudes. And he like looks at you kind of with your big beard and shit. What the fuck are you on? What happened here? These guys seem fucked up, huh? Seems like something was trying to make them disappear. That's called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you, like, coldly. Mm. Looks back up at the stairs. And looks back again. 
Yeah, a lot of weird things can happen in a rough place such as this. Did you know these guys? And he finally looks back, and they um they still have, albeit a bit twisted, but they still kind of mm. like have like their clothes, like their cloths over them. Not directly, but I'd have to have a look when it's less crowded. Hmm. I'm probably the closest thing they have to law enforcement on this side. So you? I, I was a soldier once, boy. Hmm. You don't seem like you do much nowadays, huh? Straight. Seems like. A bit. See me, I call myself a has done. You, you're more of a has been. Anyway, if you get down to the bottom of this, sheriff? I don't know. What's your title? Anyway, if you get down to the bottom of this, I'd love to know a bit more about it. You know, I'm here to find some people who might be dead too. So, I'm sure we could work together on this, right? I was going to smile at him. He, he does that thing where it's like, it's like, like, like one of those nervous smiles. And he like, <laughs> and like rubs his chin and stuff. You see, I know you think you're real funny. You know, big, young, strong man coming in here, trying to do the, trying to do a big brother's work. You know, the embrace used to stand for something. Now you just glorify watchdogs. You know, I used to look up to people like you when I used to fight in the war. And now you ain't nothing but two time and sacks of shit. Firstly, you must not know me. Because if you did, you know I don't do much thinking. I know I'm funny. <laughs> And secondly, judging by our stature, you're always gonna look up to me. Ain't no change in that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was gonna stand there looking at him. <laughs> they really do be taking any. And a kid off the street now to fight, huh? I could say that about the army, huh? Well, the last good army was the the one that I was in before the the insurgency and all that sort of stuff got absolved and absorbed by the empire. Mm. You do much fighting these days, Ben? Benji? Benjamin? Um, Benny old pal? <laughs> These days? Nah, that ain't me. Hmm. But if Tom calls for it, I'll see what happens. Mm. Well, where's your girlfriend? I hmm? don't know. I was hoping you'd know the answer to that one. But then again, you don't know anything about any Embrace members, do you? Huh, buddy? <laughs> I'll smile at him. Never have, huh? Mm. Anyway. Couldn't know. You make sure you get some good sleep tonight, Benji. See ya. <laughs> That was good to have him walk away from him. I'll give you one opportunity to roll an insight check on him as you go to walk away. My last interaction. <laughs> uh, 14. He finally just smiles at you as 
you step away and there's that thing where it's like you both kind of step away looking at each other and then he turns around and goes to leave. And there's a, there's a thick tension in the air. <laughs> oh, man. It's um, beautiful. What a beautiful interaction. As I walk away, I'm going to... Uh, as I walk away slowly like through the crowd and I like I break through them, um, my like shit-eating kind of grin is um, definitely going to turn back down to like a... Uh, like a shitty snarl, like I don't know, not the outcome that I wanted um, from that situation. Like at least how how Peter's feeling, um, but I'm just gonna just walk away. Okay. But like obviously that that smile, the whole like you know cocky, shit eating grin persona was like just you know a big act for in the moment. Um, okay. Obviously P- Peter's feeling a lot of. There's a lot going on inside There's of him. There's a right lot now. of emotions. I think, I think he wanted to treat Benji like that, um, like the post inside of Old Maid's house. <laughs> so I wanted to be like, <laughs> <laughs> just like headbutt him into the ground, just like. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> just so are you heading, heading back to Riley's house? Just in that direction, I guess. Kind of just know, wandering. I don't know. I just want to walk for a little bit, just clear my head. Yeah, for sure. You move away from the large jumbled crowd as you kind of just, you take this opportunity to walk and just decompress and figure out what the fuck you're planning to do. Mm. So as you kind of, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you're just walking like with your, your hands, like in like the pockets or in like mm. the straps of your uniform and you're just kicking the planks of the dog and all that sort of stuff. What's Peter's plan? What, like, know, from like, from this, like, do Peter, you think Peter would have thought this far ahead? Or? No, no way. Like, I think in Peter's head, it's like... He's an improv guy. I'm an improv guy. Like, I was just like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll see her off, whatever. She can go do whatever she wants. I'm gonna stay here. I'll put in the time. I'm gonna find out what happened. I'm gonna go back, um, you know, go back either... A, a hero or a complete failure. Um, but either way, I, I'm going to just stay here and just at least try to do my hardest um, to get to the bottom of it. But I just, I'm so lost for, like, he's just so lost for solutions. Cause like, I feel like at the moment they've just kind of expended everything and he just like, didn't, yeah. Like he said, didn't think this far ahead. So I'm just going to fuck. And I'm just like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> It's like, fuck. I'm like, what kind of fucking shit show am I in right now? Like, are you kidding me? Like, fuck. If I haven't, if these last, like, five years of my life haven't been a fucking shit show enough, you know? It's like this, just like, it keeps on happening. I finally thought that I was going to get some semblance of a life back. And then, like, it's just, fuck. <laughs> Oh, and just so I'm just, bite the handle of your helmet. <laughs> I'm just gonna just keep walking. Just, just, just honestly, I just want to kind of just like do some loops of the, of the the docks, like the whole like village, really, until I can just try and get something to just pop into my head. Okay, so you just walk. You walk and walk and walk and walk, and even to the point where it's like you know that the, the town of Villington is basically like a giant square. So walking, it's like you walk past the dock, like the building. Mm-hmm. You walk past Benjamin's house. You walk past the house where those 
bodies got dragged out, which by the time you make your full walk, the crowd starts to die down. Mm-hmm. And the second lap, there's nobody there. And by the third lap of the village, there's definitely nobody there. And by that late into the evening, it's starting, like, it's really late now. And, like, people have, like, gone to bed. Even when you pass the tavern by the third time. By the second time, even, it's dead quiet. By the third time, it's completely shut. And you know you're at the point where it's, like, there's literally nowhere else I can go now. I can just keep walking and just see what happens. Or I can um, go back to Riley's. Or, you know, you could... There's no one there. You could go and investigate the the broken room. Like the world is your oyster at this point. It just depends on what you think Peter would want to do in this moment. Um, yeah. Let's 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 head to the broken room. You know where? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, let's let's see what was. So quick enough, you turn back and quickly drop back. By this point, I would dare say it's probably like by the time you go to do this, it was about like eight thirty nine o'clock when you went and spoke to Zena and then came back. So probably like. 11 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. maybe like going into like 15 past. Um, and it is the top floor, like the outside of the actual structure itself is looking fine, but like windows are smashed out. The doors basically still like left open. It's kind of like they got the bodies out and kind of just left it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get you to roll stealth to kind of just scope past. Cause you know, there are still people on the bottom floor. So let me just, Really low DC, so. Um, oh, I got disadvantage, so it was only eight. Okay. Yeah, okay. So as you you kind of look past and you look up the stairs and you're like, nah, I've got to have a squeeze. This is this is weird. Let's have a look. Mm. And as you go to what you see the um the front door of the bottom one open up. It's young 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 fella. Mm-hmm. And um. Oh. Sorry, mate. You, you, you can't have rent the top room. The top room's um. I don't know if you heard, but uh, two guys got a uh, massacre. I'm actually here on uh, official embrace business. So, if you don't mind, I'll be quick. I'll be quiet. I'll be out of your hair before you know it. I, I, uh, mate. Deception with advantage. Deception or, or persuasion? Persuasion. Actually, I would say persuasion. Yeah, that's, that makes more sense. Mmm, <laughs> 27. <laughs> 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 Fucking oath. Yeah, nat 20 with with plus 7. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. You're so young chap, and I mm, put my hands over his shoulders. <laughs> I'm with the embrace, you see. <laughs> and then up his neck, and kind of like... Um, <laughs> like I'm... Uh, like um, like it's pottery, you know. My, my fingers go up the ridges of his. Okay, Patrick head, Swayze, and I, and I grab his head, kind of like a, like a rock melon, and I say, "My boy, <laughs> my boy." So my my fingers come down his cheeks, my boy. I am. You see, I am here on official embrace business. You know, I'll be quick. And I'll be out of your hair before you know it. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I don't oh, know. I what? Think, I'm I not think, a creep. I think I have to leave that in by default. Yeah, you can yeah, leave it yeah. in. Yeah. You said you have to. But you find <laughs> he um. Your hair smells of sea salt. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You don't know. brother, it's a swamp. <laughs> swamp salt. <laughs> but you find as um, oh my God. as you say, I'm here on official embrace business. It is tired stupor. You're like, 
Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, feel free to go up and have a look. Um, I don't know what you'd be able to gather from it. It's um, it was messy. It's not good. You see that fella? He folded up like one of those uh, classical lawn chairs. You know, like it's not good. But uh, feel free to go have a. Do you know who? Do you know who was staying upstairs? I. I think she was one of yours. They were like mm. the, the funny blue, the cloaks and all that sort of mm. stuff. She had books? The, have books with her? Yeah, I guess she had the, she had the books mm. and the, uh, on the, the weird harness thing on the sides mm. and, the, and like a, mm. a coat. Mm. White hair, blue skin. Mm. 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 Yeah, real, real sweet. Nice oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know her. Um, yeah, thanks. Oh, that, you two kind of like no, uh, no, no, definitely not. No, no, definitely. Definitely not. Anyway, um, you didn't see me. <laughs> Just uh, make it quick, you know, me and the wife are trying to sleep. And, you know, you're a bit of a big fella. So. Uh, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He sees the helmet, sees the fact that your arms are the size of tree trunks. He's like, yeah, I don't want any bottle. Don't make that. me switch to my other persona. <laughs> my Norman Bates persona. <laughs> my God. <laughs> it's even got livery on it. Let's see Paul Newman's card. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's the like subtle a... embalming. My God, it's perfect. <laughs> He's like sweating. <laughs> funny fact, he could sweat on demand. What? Yep. That's fun. Apparently, there was a there was a, he got he got to the point where um they're like this is what's gonna happen and apparently he would just tense up and just sweat. Fucking insane. Don't That's know how you crazy. Do it. There's a star swipe moment where like as Peter goes up and like the guy shuts the door, he's like Honey, I think I was just manhandled and threatened by like a bear of a man. You wouldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> as you like proceed up the stairs. Excellent. I'll um open the door. I just wanna I wanna just soak everything in. Is there any sign of it was obviously Xena here? Like I know that he told me, but can I any, see any signs of her? Do I, are any of her? Is any of her stuff here? Anything that she left behind? She left the over jacket behind. Correct. Ten voice Gryffindor. Mmm. Guess I'll pick that up. Just yep. kind of look at it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um. Then I'll put it in with my stuff. At least the um the kind of the pauldron. Yeah, the fabric pauldron. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll put that in with my stuff. Um. <laughs> The room is just upside down. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are splinters. You look around, you don't know where it came from. Like mm-hmm. this shit got wrecked, Damn. real bad. Can I make like a? If I make an investigation check, just see if anything yep. looks out of the out of the blue. Seventeen. One thing you immediately notice: uh, the door was not opened by like the latch. It was kicked open. Like, broken by force. Hmm. Looked like Xena was just protecting herself. Interesting. Alfred, I'm sending results to the back computer. <laughs> um, hmm, okay. I think that's everything I need here. I look to you. <laughs> I look to Cody. <laughs> I look to God. Um, admit, yeah. Like, that's I can't wait to say key. anything else. It seems like, from what you could gather, because... Benjamin never went up there and he basically said that he's the closest thing to like law enforcement so you would assume it was like one of those things where 
he was going up to have a look, but it seems after the the interaction that you guys had, he kind of just never went up there, or he got really pissy. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you find her coat, you take the pauldron, leave Jackie. You don't need to carry it. Other than that, the room is just trashed, and the door seems to have been breached. So whoever those guys were, they definitely didn't get invited in. Okay. Um, I'm like split. Half of me wants to be like, let's go rest for the night. But the other half of me is like, let's go to Benjamin's house and fucking kick in the door. Go to fucking Benjamin's house and kick in the door. Oh, no. How evil of me. Hmm? <laughs> How badly do I want to disgrace my oath to my god today? <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah. My god wants justice. <laughs> All right. Justice. Why not have two Oathbreaker Paladins running side <laughs> by side? Perpendicular Back to each other. Alright, no, I'm gonna... I, w- I, wanna, I wanna head back to... Uh, to Riley's house. Okay. You, uh... Head back to Riley's house. You let yourself in. He wakes up for a split moment to see what's going on. And then he... I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. It's okay, now we're even. And he just rolls back over <laughs> into bed and he's like, I'll go to sleep. I've, I got super wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you find rest when you lay out your bed roll and that sort of stuff. What are the final thoughts that we will leave with on Peter? That regardless of what happens tomorrow I need to find out what happened like tomorrow is is action day it's, it's D-Day answers are going to be found one way or another tomorrow or I'm, I gotta leave like it's, it's it's tomorrow I'm putting 100% into it or I'm just gonna just fall apart like it's just it's all or nothing tomorrow yeah There's Wait, no rave sure done <laughs> no more fucking hanging around this shitty swamp town just walking around aimlessly. Fair enough. So you find rest with that self-driven, like, either I end it tomorrow or I go home. Mm-hmm. And you find sleep. Xena, we cut back to you as the ferryman seemingly honouring the circumstances of when he's picked you up, you were moved to the outside of the swamp in silence, and he brings the boat up, and he offers you a hand to help you ascend and get out, and you find he bows and tips his head to you. I do hope you didn't find your trip too discomforting, milady. And he bows to you and puts his big hat back on as he pushes off the dock and begins to row back in. Now, you you do remember that they were only going to send someone to come get you if you found Sersha or the other members because she had the sending stone that you could use to relay back to the crew base. So at this point, you sit outside of this huge swamp on the mainland 
you know, like, and the road is obvious, like, you know the road to get here, but what are you going to do? What do you want to do? She's going to go, if it's, if it's just one way out, one way in, she's going to follow that on foot until she ends up coming to a break in the road and she's going to go in the complete opposite direction of where home is until she hits the next town and she's just going to do it all on foot. She's got a lot to think about. So, Zena does not intend to go home? Not at this point in time. Not to Nicholas, nothing? Not at this point in time. Okay. Roll me a d20. And this is going to be your... This is going to be a luck check. So you want... um, You want 11 and up. Fuck, watch me roll like a one. Okay. Fuck. Okay, roll me a... Roll me your D100 and your D10 for me. I don't have two blue one. I find I'll use purple. Uh, eight. Okay. You push on. Just... Running the gauntlet, basically. Yeah. Just trying to figure it out. You pass segments where there's wooded land and then eventually that wooden land, that wooded, like, segment breaks and there's more rolling hills. You've been consistently, like, it was around 8.30, 9 o'clock when you left. On foot now, you'd probably hit where the moon is in the sky. You've probably hit about 11.30, like it's coming into midnight. And you're starting to get very tired. Like, you can't keep going. You need to, especially considering not a couple of hours ago, you mauled two men to death with some eldritch monstrosity. It really takes it out of you. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, murder really just knackers you, man. So, what's the plan? She's going to... Um, she's just going to pull up to wherever the closest tree is. Easy enough. And if it's not, she's going to find one that's not too tall and she's just going to try and climb it and try and find a decent branch where she can mm. wedge herself in and just fall asleep for the night. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> Roll a <laughs> athletics check. I'm going to grab... <laughs> I'll grab this knob, swing up on the branch. That's exactly how it would have happened. That's why I'm getting you to roll an athletics check. Damn, Peter makes it look so easy. Yeah, literally. Why am I British all of a sudden? Can you blame him? I normally am. Come on, that's, that's just Dawn 101. Uh, hmm. I'm a druid. Oh, Dawn again, huh? Dirty 20. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. Dirty 20. Miraculously. Against all odds, <laughs> you there's a bit of a kerfuffle as you you know your heeled boot slides a little bit as you attempt to climb, but eventually you cradle yourself into the top like notching of this tree and kind of like just pull your clothes. Like what if like you grabbed? What did you grab? You had your books. Like she's literally sitting there and just whatever she's wearing and pretty much her books. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's cold, bro. It's How cold. sexy of you. <laughs> are you... What are you wearing right now? 
books. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God. My God. What do you call them again? Um, grimoires? Grimoires. <laughs> what do you wear right now? Grimoires. God, I don't know what that is, but it sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, baby. <laughs> but... I don't think you quite understand what a grimoire is. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. As you lay in this tree attempting to... Attempting to get some semblance of rest so you're not exhausted, what's going through your head right now? Honestly, I think she expected to be replaying that conversation she had with Peter at last over and over in her head, but it's just, it just didn't stick. It just, nothing's sticking at the moment. It's like, as soon as she physically, as soon as she made the decision to physically go in the opposite direction of the embrace, it was like her brain just got like washed clean. She's just kind of, in mental limbo right now. She's not thinking of anything particular. She's just feeling. Not a lot of thoughts, lots of feelings. Mm-hmm. Just feeling very disappointed, very lonely, and just very sad. Cold. Pardon my pun, the, the, the cold embrace of night washes over as eventually you just find yourself blacking out. Eventually, you feel the, the sun hit your face. You're awoken early into the morning. Because obviously, even at the top of a tree, it's like you're not inside a yeah. house or a building. Yeah. You're going to get woken up pretty early. Yeah. Um, I would say you definitely... I'd say you've got like seven and a half, eight hours. I'd say that'd be fair enough. So you definitely got a long rest. I'm not going to take that away from you. Very generous but, uh, Same as you, Peter, in case anything's uh, out of out I don't of think anything was, but I appreciate it. And you go into the next day attempting. She just keeps going until she finds the next town. That's literally her plan. Yeah. Fuck, can I more rest on this thing? Press the rest button. What rest button? Up the top. Click on your health. Just roll on some stuff. Surely it's there. Brother, brother, please. Oh, God. It's not there. I'm logging on to my D&D Beyond. Give me a second. Obviously, with um, mm-hmm. Peter and Zena making two different choices, um, the timelines will sort of be a bit wonky, but running perpendicular to each other. Zena rolling into the late evening. There's a bonfire button. Yeah. Bonfire. I literally just found it. So late into the evening of the next day. Again, against all odds. You see it you see it crest basically on your horizon, a small town. Not too large, just a small handful of buildings, maybe no more than twelve, thirteen. Seems like more of a trading post than it does a town, you know, I mean like somewhere for like, people have set up shop there, oh, yeah, but they kind of, yeah. like... Yeah. They're, like, a little self-sustained little place. Like, you see 
adjacent, like off on the left hand side, some paddocks and all that sort of stuff, and you do see some crop fields. So it seems like they're just a small independent little town, still within the uh, the shadow of the empire, but um, they've got their own self sufficient little thing going on here. And you are able to roll into town. So rolling in, what are you looking for? I'm looking for somewhere where I can write a letter and send a letter. Yeah, there's definitely something there. So you go into the post office and you walk in and there's a young woman behind the counter. Oh, hello, how can, how can I help you? I'm just looking um, for some supplies to write a letter and send a letter, essentially. Well, we are, we are a post office. We can do that for you here. Yeah, ah, right. Um, yeah, uh, how much is that going to send you back? one copper piece per page so I guess if you're just writing one page is one copper piece and then to send it's another three so four copper pieces in total oh beautiful I actually have exactly four copper piece on me um I'll get that thank you and then um, she pulls out a, um, an inkwell quill parchment for you and there's a multitude of desks it's like outposts obviously here where you can take them off to the side and write what you gotta write um she just writes a letter addressed to her father at the embrace mm-hmm. and all it says is um I tried sorry and then she just signs it off with an X and then posts it away and she does so gives you a nod uh, she does direct you to the like general store like shop where you can pick up more rations and all that sort of jazz I would say Depending on how much you want to spend, uh, would you continue on foot or would you be looking to like hitch a ride somewhere? She'll what? definitely hitch a ride. Okay. Yeah, she definitely try to at least. So what I'll say is you are able to, for the sake of brevity, you are able to spend a night in the small like inn that's in the town mm-hmm. waiting for... There's a gentleman that comes in with a carriage and he normally does like long runs for like... For, like supplies that they can't grow yeah. like something they can't grow or harvest here they get it in from one of the major cities and you basically just wait a day and eventually you find yourself picking up on a car and it's one of those things where it's like it's like a big wag with like a whole bunch of supplies strapped down it is hooded but basically on a ride when you're not sleeping inside it you can basically just hang off the back and just chill out while you're getting done. But you said you were heading the opposite direction of Elden's Hope, which is where the city is. So the next city from Elden's Hope would be... From Elden's Hope would be three and a half days. But from where you were, it's probably going to be about... Because it was nine-day travel. So it'd probably be... Maybe 11... No, maybe 12 days-ish, give or take. Yeah, whatever it takes. She's yeah. just getting the fuck up. 11, the 12, yeah. So it's a long trip ahead and it's going to be a lot of like cart jumping to try and figure out yeah, where you want to go. But you start this adventure to just get out and just see what happens. Now, time is wibbly-wobbly. So that is something that takes place over the next two days, up to 12 days for you. And Peter wants to resolve this Benjamin kerfuffle 
Let's resolve this Benjamin kerfuffle then. The next day. But I think for that, I think that's where we'll call it. Because that was... That was a lot going on. That was a lot going on there. There was a lot of um, emotion going on right there. That was fun. Yeah, it was. I like that. Jeez, I didn't know where tonight was going. And people, people were like nearly crying and shit. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Secrets. People can't know that I cry. <laughs> I can do what I can. I can sweat on command. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. It's been a minute. Glad to be back. We hope you enjoy it. It is a bit shorter. I do apologize, but you know what? A good DM knows when to cut it when the content is good. And it's mm. good to go, and it just gives me more to play with. As we continue, but we will pick up probably not for a while because I think we'll sit on that for a while because we got a lot of stuff that we want to do. You know, like you mm-hmm. know, working on like the spell jammer, special arc, and all that sort of stuff that we want to do. And you know, it's still there's a lot to do coming mm-hmm. up to the end of the year. And so, we've got packs c- coming up, so we're going to be uh, heading down there and um, getting into all sorts of mischief. So can't wait. It's going to be great. Uh, did anyone have anything they wanted to plug before we? Wrap it up. I'll let you. You do it best, so I'll let you do it best. Okay. Well, okay, I'll do that. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, at underscore dialer holder underscore. Bree makes all that custom uh, sharp edge resin dice. They are wonderful. I was using the uh, black and red with the fluoro orange set tonight, and they roll great. Um, we're going to go at reckless creatures. Those guys do cool D&D merch, so we love that. At Seb Make Stuff. Sebby does a YouTube channel where he makes D&D terrain. It fucking pops off. He's helping me build stuff for the campaign and some one-shots we're doing. And we're doing a video together. So that's going to be excellent. At Michael Gelfie Music for all the sound effects that you hear in our episodes. That shit pops off. And also at Clayacle Clothing. We like them. They're cool. They do some cool merchandise. That's always fucking dope as hell. And I don't... I don't think I've missed anything. What about, no. what about Dungeons and Nerdettes? Oh, That's the one. Yeah. Homie never forgets. If you're of the female persuasion <laughs> and you got the need, the need for being a nerd. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. You better message Sky at Dungeons and Nerdettes. <laughs> that was great. That's a really good slogan. I dig that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If that's not the tagline on your next post on Instagram. Oh, we are on Instagram at dungeons underscore and underscore nerdettes is where you can find us. And our first episode will be posted very soon on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. If you want a commercial filmed, (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) That sounded always like a begging. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my fucking God. Do you have hemorrhoids like me? I can't sit down. I have hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> anyway. Rest in peace, Vine. R.I.P. Vine. Vine. Um, but other than that, I think we're good to roll off out of here. So <laughs> this is going to be Cody, Michael, and Sky signing off for the night. You guys have a wonderful night. Bye-bye now. Goodbye.